Hello. Welcome to the podcast. That was a weird hello, wasn't it? It was a bit sick. That's a very radio intro. (laughs) Hello. Sick. Yeah, you sound like like you had... Hello. Sounds like you work on one of those university stations. Hello. (laughs) That's more us, isn't it? that is That's more us. Frank Walker, isn't it? Hello. (laughs) National time. National time. Yeah, yeah. I think he's borrowed that from Jerry. Jerry speaks a bit like that. He's got a bit of a Frank Walker... He, no, or Jerry, Frank Walker has Jerry a bit of Jerry Harvey. Okay. Yeah. That Aussie will save you. <laughs> Who's that, John? Simons. 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 Yeah. It doesn't quite sound like that, but you know what I mean. Very nasally. Well done. <laughs> what were you talking about? Why were we talking about food? Because I get disappointed that only certain foods come out at certain times, like the Christmas nuts, or why can't we have hot cross well, buns all year round? nuts around Christmas. They all come Christmas. out. <laughs> Um, what, We're not talking about some people's family no, no, no. members. We're talking about <laughs> what, like what nuts? Those red ones. Yeah, the candied nuts. Yeah, they're the only red nuts I know of, yeah, yeah. other than beetle nuts, you just which mean, I doubt if you're chewing. Yeah, just nuts with like the husk on, or no, the red ones. The, the ones red that, candied, yeah. the candied ones. Yeah, you can get them all the time. Where? Where? Yeah. yeah, but the, I feel like they're only accepted in. They're only acceptable on Christmas. Anytime I'd go to Manly on the ferry when I was young, I'd have those candied peanuts. They sold them yeah. on board. Beautiful, really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, what about Christmas the hot cross cake? Bun? Christmas cake is Ooh. fantastic. Right? Are you I talking the pudding? Uh, no, I'll go the pudding and the cake. What's Christmas cake? Christmas cake, fruit cake. Do you mean fruit cake? Christmas well, cake. It's the worst cake, man. Oh, <laughs> mine. You know? Every 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 birthday, my nan would make the driest fruit cake. Well, there is a trick to making it not dry. Well, can you tell her? You in, <laughs> you inject brandy into it. Oh. My mother used to inject about four bottles into one. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone was smashed and you after had, finishing you had it. these as a child? Yeah. And it, it explains this. <laughs> Never did me any harm. <laughs> okay. So you think. But why do only certain foods come out on certain times? Because that's the beauty of it. Is yeah. it? It's scarcity. Christmas ham. Yeah, because you get excited for it. The pigs don't like it much. No, no I hate it. But if you were having ham off the bone all year, it wouldn't be special at Christmas. But is it, how good is the Christmas ham? Oh, yeah, because it's only available at Christmas. And then you're well, still having it at, on Australia. I like to think I, I know how to carve a Christmas ham. How? Well, you just slice the big chunks off the bone first, and then you can cut across the grain and yeah. get the nice thin slices. Yeah. Ooh, uh, rather how... than having looked like, you know, an axe murderer has attacked it. Well, that's how everyone cuts it, I would have thought. And how nice on a nice fresh bread roll with lots of butter. Yeah. Oh. I had a box of ham going one year for, I reckon, a month. Just a box of ham. Yeah. I loved okay. that. I loved that box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that box. Okay. Hey, uh, big old show. There was plenty on as he scours for a rundown. Yeah. Crash Craddock join us. Well, I love Crash. To have a look at the... Crash uh, is like having a conversation... With just a, a good mate over, you know, a quiet ale or something in the pub about the cricket. He just has, he just has a manner. Or veteran journal. I mean, he's been doing it for yeah. years. Do you think this time next week we're going to be talking about the Australian team in the final? Yes. I, th- I think Australia yeah. can win. I don't. I do. Uh, no Brendo, offense. No offence. Are you serious? Yeah. I Like, I would love them to win, but I just think India are way too strong, especially in India, which yes. they've proven over but years no and years and years. no team has ever yeah. gone through undefeated. And, okay. yeah, it can happen. You know what the nature of one-day cricket and 2020 cricket, the you know, short-form cricket is like? You, you catch on fire for a couple of hours and the game's out of reach. Mm. I wanted to ask you, because you you were going going on deluxe about Glenn Maxwell's innings. Oh, I love that innings. <laughs> no, you, you wax lyrical about it all week. Yep. And I just wanted to play devil's advocate for a second. 
with, I think, my own beliefs, I think I feel this way, is it as special even though it was against Afghanistan? I mean, they're a minnow cricket How nation. How very dear. I'm just asking the question. That's no, right. if they were going to smash us. Yeah, I know. Not but just they beat us. They were going to pull our pants down. And we shouldn't have been in that position. That's right. That They are not a bad size. They were, I don't know if they still are, vying for a spot in the semifinals. I yeah. think we finished them off. But they were there to pull our pants down on the day. Hmm. We were seven for 91 and Maxwell took it from there to nearly 300 and won the match. Yeah, but it's like That's, good. He should have. Did you watch, don't you think? Did you watch his innings? Glimpses. Glimpses. It looked very impressive. I watched the, the stream that they've got on Fox, which is free, twice. Mm. How good would it be if New Zealand beat India in the semifinals and we yeah. smash South Africa and then we have a replay of the 2015 final Australia-New Zealand, and, which we won. Yeah, and we'll smash again. Yes. That could happen. People are saying it was the best knock they've ever seen. That, Do you Maxwell agree? Knock? Do you agree? It's the most... Backs well, it wasn't, against... cha- wasn't chanceless, but how many innings of 200 in any form of cricket is not chanceless? So that was my he, other point. If he it's was a... dropped on 24. He was right? dropped but on 33. Always, but it... I feel like that's what happens. Even with David, when he plays and, and has a really good innings, they get dropped. They get a bit of luck and then they, they go have on to. and... My argument is, though, luck. Candace, if it was a more, it was if it was a superior team, they would have caught that. Oh, that's just narky. I'm, that's just being. Just you, you're just being. But you could also say if it was <laughs> a, just su- needling, a superior agitating. team, they would have bowled differently. Yes. Look, would have bowled him out for less. <laughs> You've got to put this in context. Have you got something was, for Glenn Maxwell? No, not there at all. Was, there was no chance of us winning that match unless None. he catches fire and scores. Two hundred, yeah. which he does stage, on one leg. He was forty or forty-seven or exactly. something. So, and I'm just, just playing devil's advocate, and I'm just asking the question. That's all. I bet you're it a was, bit of a Christmas Grinch. As he well. was dropped on twenty-four. <laughs> you know, he was given out on twenty-seven. Okay, LBW. Yeah, and somehow that machine decided that it was going over the top. It looked as plum as plum to me. <laughs> this is what I mean. And to Maxwell. So this but is what thought, I mean. Oh, right? Yeah, anyway. but he still went ahead and did. what But he, he still did, did it. Yeah, yes. he still did okay. it. But that's what I mean. I don't it think was it was that, the greatest knockout. If it was that ever. easy, People, everyone would do it. Don't don't and listen don't. to Brendan. Don't listen to Brendan. Go onto Fox. I think it's still there. It was there last night. They have the free stream of his innings. Watch it and tell me it's not the greatest innings you've ever seen. I'll go and do it too. Yeah. You're not going to do it. No, I'm not. The races right. are right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> I've got races to watch. Uh, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> We're approaching the pointy end of the ODI Cricket World Cup. Let's have a look at the lay of the land with veteran cricket journo Robert Crash Craddock. You can read his gear in the Daily Telegraph. You can see him on Fox. He's bloody everywhere. And he's right here, right now. Good morning, Crash. Nice to talk to you, Candice, Richard and Brendan. What a, what, a, what a great little finale we've got coming up in the World Cup. Oh, it is sure our do. privilege to talk to you, Crash. Now, before we get on to what's happening in the World Cup per se, I want to talk about this innings that you know, Glenn Maxwell put together. I look at it this way. I reckon it's like Kathy Freeman's 400 or Maccabi Diva's third Melbourne Cup. It's something that I'll never see again in my life. Yeah, it's a fair point, Richard. And look, Adam Gilchrist made the point, and I, and I must admit it, it was a very good one, that it could actually save that format. And that's a big statement, isn't mm. it? But the 50-over game had been in decline. It lacked a sort of certain sizzle to it. Mm. And suddenly you get an innings which is totally unique to that sort of format. You wouldn't see it in tests. You wouldn't see it in 2020, a double century. And there, so the ramifications of it are in the streets around the world 
uh, Andrew McDonald was saying that he had feedback that already that a lot of young kids are trying to play the ramp shot the last two or three days. So it's there's very few innings in cricket that leave such a scorch mark as this. Correct, mate? Yeah. Crash, it's quite funny. Like he he gets knocked out and concussion doesn't play, hmm. goes and gets two hundred, and now there's talk that maybe. Um, he might not play in, in this afternoon's game. What are you hearing? Yeah, I'm hearing that they might rest him because it's a it's an inconsequential game, Candice. Of course, Australia have qualified for next Thursday night semi-final against South Africa. But uh, So I probably would rest him, I have to say, uh, given what it took out of him. But it was interesting. I heard him talk about it afterwards, Candice. I didn't realise the science that went into his play. Like, he, he was talking about how he... He would do the reverse sweep to get a guy behind point, and that left a gap each side of cover. And as he talked it through, for the first time I could really hit, see that it, it's not just all biff, bang, whack. It, there, there's, there's calculation there as well. I think he's changed the way batting is taught. No longer do you need footwork. Mm. Because that was non-existent in the last hundred of his, of his, of his double century. <laughs> it, it is... I tell you, Richard, it's a fair point because you and I and Brendan, Candice, we'd have grown up where the first rule of the text back, textbook, you put your foot to the pitch of the ball. Mm. And what does that show? The most destructive century we've ever seen had no footwork. So, but, but, but I tell you what thing he did do, he kept still. He kept still mm. and he kept his eye on the ball. And, and that's even more important than footwork. At, at first, it was kind of... For me, it was the innings. I thought that the greatest innings no one ever saw because at this stage, when he went in, Australia were in some serious bother. And I can admit it, I switched it off. Seven for 91, weren't they? Oh, no, we're going to be beaten by Afghanistan. Now, we have got the semi final next Thursday in Kolkata against South Africa, who are in red hot form. Can we beat them? Yeah, and hey, I can't wait for next Thursday because South Africa have got a horrendous record for choking in World Cups. <laughs> yeah. I rang up my old mate, South African journalist Neil Manthorpe, who said that even when they were winning, uh, undefeated a few weeks ago, the South Africans were saying, oh, we know where this is heading, a bloody semi-final against bloody Australia. <laughs> and, yes. But, but, but the thing is, and, and the additional layer of pressure, Candice, for them is simply this. Their rugby union team, the South African ones, who recently won the World Cup, they're the team that can win from anywhere. Yeah. Three one-point victories in a row, and the poor old cricket team are the ones who could lose from anywhere. <laughs> so it's, it's quite something, it really is. Looking at the team as a whole, Crash, I thought it was really interesting. I read an article earlier in the week about uh, Matthew Hayden, former test opener, said he wouldn't ever entertain a coaching role um, after the treatment of Justin Langer. And he mentioned that no former great player of Australian cricket is operating at any level within that team unit. Do you consider that an issue? Oh, no, I don't, because, look, you've just heard on the highlights from Daniel Vittori, who's about as wise a head as you can possibly get. He's in the coaching staff, you know, a former New Zealand captain, beautiful spin bowler. So I think I, I, I love Matthew's loyalty to, to Justin Langer. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just wonderful. But, uh, look, the current coaching staff, uh, you know, are, are going okay. So It is it, funny, though. He made those comments, but in February – when asked on um, Star Sports in India, would he coach the Australian team? He actually said yes. And now he's gone and said he wouldn't. I bet if the Indians offered him like $3 million to coach one of the IPL sides, he'd do that too. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? But I, I do, I, 
there is one thing I, I do believe when we go to England and places like that, I do like the thought of having a, a sort of a mentor like a Stephen War or Ricky Ponning, who I felt added so much d during 2019 Ashes, for just sometimes just sitting around, just being in the dressing room and having a batsman who's going in, sitting beside him. So I, I do think it shouldn't be underplayed. It, I, there's a little bit of a disconnect between the former greats and the team because of the Justin Langer thing, but it's easing. The tension is, is easing mm. a bit. All right, Crash Craddock, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. This is a one-word answer from you. Can anyone beat India in this World Cup? Yes, and I'll give a good little tip for you, a surprise. Mm. Don't be shocked if it's New Zealand in the semi-final oh. because, Candice, it would just be a new, so New Zealand to do. Absolutely, When no one's would. giving them any chance at all, they suddenly become a chance. So you're telling me I'm a chance. That's yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they'll choke in the final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Robert Crash Craddock, you can read his uh, wonderful gear in the Daily Telegraph. You can see him on Fox, often beside you, Absolutely. on the back page, on the Candace. back page, yeah. He occupies oh, a seat next to me, and he's the best. Always a bit of fun. We've had some laughs, haven't we? We <laughs> sure have. None of which we can share on air. Uh, good on you, Crash. Have a good one, mate. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank Bye. you. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. The NRL has uh, been forced into a bit of a rethink of its first round draw following uh, complaints from the host broadcasters after the draft schedule for 2024 was leaked, leaked earlier this week. Yes, it's a good question. Yeah, no, no, I, I think I have the answer to this. It reeks of a bit of, uh, hey, what do you guys reckon? Yeah. Uh, what you, do you think? You, you put it out there through a journo. Everyone goes, that's that's wrong. That's got to be fixed. Yeah. And you take it back and say, see, the leak was wrong. This mm. is actually yeah, what we're yeah. doing. Well, they, they went too early. Yeah. Um, well, Channel 9 reckons um, it needs a bit of a rejig. Uh, they've got the Knights Raiders playing on the Thursday night. They would rather, by the sounds of it, the Eels and Bulldogs. Wouldn't I would assume that the NRL and the Channel 9 would sit down together and, and, and work all this out, would they not? I think they might now. <laughs> Certainly, right. if they haven't already. I think that's what they're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through the media, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. This is what it looks like at the moment. You've got round zero locked in, uh, Rabbitohs, uh, Sea Eagles, Broncos, Roosters. That's over in Vegas. At the moment, Knights, Raiders, Warriors, Sharks. That'll be a good game. Storm Panthers round mm. one. Wowzers. The, the timing of this leak, mm. just after the spring racing season has come to a crescendo, and mm. then we get ourselves back in the media again. There's is it no, too early to be talking about round one? There's Never. no pause, is there? Never. There's no pause. They've got to get in there, get their, their heads and you know in the paper. And it's a machine, like baby. There is a bit of a pause for Raymond uh, Fatala Mariner, though. The Bulldogs 2023 club captain has been told to stay away from pre-season training. What? That's not a great start. What? Um, what? To their... They're trying to get rid of him, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he's got two years left on his yeah. um, They're trying to wait him out. 400000 a year, I reckon. He can't find a club, though, yeah. is what I'm hearing. How hard is he trying? So he, so, but he's not the on-field leader. So Reed Marnie and Matt Burton, Burton they're no. the on-field. So it's, it's all a bit weird. It's but apparently so he started. He? He's club captain. Club that's, captain. That's, that's the title. Yeah. But apparently this started when. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A group of the Polynesian players approached him to have a chat to Coach Cameron Seraldo um, about some, they, they were unhappy about training requirements. What too um, hard? Well, I'm not. We're not too sure. And he approached them, and and Serrano has then sort of backed himself and said, "No, the way we train is fine." We mm. know that there was that incident with the Bulldogs late in the season where the player walked out after the training drill yeah. of being tackled and, and wrestled and all that kind of stuff. 
but there's lots going on at the Bulldogs. Um, on Wednesday, they confirmed that the Roosters, um, Jake Turpin and Drew Hutchinson was going to join them. Um, Kurt Mann and from the Knights, Dolphins forward. I mean, th- there's so much going on there. They've got nine new players. They need to offload some players to, uh, to allow these players to come. Jade's a Bulldog supporter. He's called in on one triple three five three. You wanted to comment on this, mate? Thanks so much for taking my call. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've heard a lot, um, particularly over the last few months with the whole Raymond Hotel Amarino. And I, I, I mean, I'm suspecting that there's got to be way more to it than just the captain approaching a coach to say that, you know, some of the players have had an issue with the training regime. I mean, uh, I'm sure that happens a lot where a captain will have discussions with their coach. you think that would be his job as being a captain? hundred percent, hundred percent. So for me, it kind of feels like there's probably something more um, to it. You know, I, I, I trust that, you know, obviously we're hearing things, you know, within the club and, you know, there's some, uh, you know, some issues and stuff like that. But I, I, I trust as a, as a Bulldog supporter who's really passionate about it that, you know, the club's been run well from a management perspective. And so I, I, I suspect that there's probably something more to it. All right, no, 100%. Yeah. Well, it's a line in the sand thing. We'll just leave it. The line's not great, Jay, but thanks yeah. for your um, comments. Uh, do you I, think that they would, if it was something to with him personally, would they not just remove the captaincy you know what? from him? Don't say anything. Huh? If you're a player and you've got a new coach, you just shut up. And do what he says. Well now, said. if it doesn't work out, he'll yeah. get the he'll get the basil brush anyway. Well said. But if the players are unhappy, they should be able to approach the coach or get the captain to to approach the coach. No, That's I, part I disagree. Of your job. But it's the way you go about it because, from what I was hearing, there were all these clandestine texts, and it's like, oh, you tell him. You tell. It's like if you've got an issue, you go and you know address it head yeah. on. I would have. And thought. you'll get you'll get your legs cut out from under you. That's the essentially. Yes. <laughs> anyway, in, in saying all this, I think the Bulldogs are going to have a much better season. They've got Stephen Crichton going there, um, Jamin Salmon, Blake Taff, um, Josh Curran, Bronson Sherry. Yeah, he's going there. So they they're recruiting a lot of people. But are they 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 recruiting the right people? I mean, that that sounds like a lot of fringe players to me. Well, that's probably all you can get. Yeah, you know, people. Not, well, no, they have got a war chest. Well, yeah, but are people lining up to play at the Bulldogs given their recent history? You I know, would. I reckon they're building well, something. Of course, you would. Five yeah, years no from one now, else would want you. <laughs> the Bulldogs have got such a, a great history that I think if they can just get back to playing Bulldog style of football and creating that culture that they once had then I think that they could do yeah. it. And you know what? That starts with the players just knuckling down and doing the job. Right? And if the job is what the coach says it is, that's how coaches work. You can't have a coach who's not in control. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. You can always check out the Rusty's Garage podcast. That's on the listener app. Morning, Rusty. The grey hair confirms that I am old, mate. Too. <laughs> I was going to go with K-Rust. K-Rust. Yeah, crusty. Crusty, nice. Hey, uh, this weekend you're at the uh, Bathurst for the World Tour, my home away from home. I've been there twice, but it's my home away from home. Uh, Will Brown showed the international drivers just how good the Aussies are last week, but there's uh, a little bit of tension about the standard of racing, Rusty. Yeah, there is. I'm broadcasting from the Brendan Anakin corporate suite. Yes. Oh, they did rename it. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. They got my letter. You believe that? (laughs) Yeah. the racing at Sydney Motorsport Park was was terrific. So we kind of blended the internationals with the Australian Championship, and it got elbows out. So to the point where uh, it made some of the internationals bristle. And even Will Brown said on a social media post, the racing was quote unquote disrespectful, but damn awesome at the same time. So the fans were were the winners, and and 
the nicest endorsement I reckon this week is to to hear these visiting drivers say of all the championships they've gone to around the world this year, this has been the toughest, the best and most professionally run and they've really enjoyed it. So they've had a good two weeks here in Australia. Now, Rusty, finally, the supercars have announced their calendar for next year, but there's only 12 rounds. Are you surprised by that? I'm a little bit gutted if I'm on, on a personal, um, you know, in terms of a personal view on it. I, a I would dirty have dozen. Out, hey? A dirty dozen. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, coming out of COVID, okay, you want to condense things, get back on track, but we're through that now, and I would have thought we'd be starting to spread our wings a little bit more. So, um, so it's a condensed... Uh, championship next year. Unfortunately, the bend in South Australia, which is this multi-million dollar beautiful venue, it misses out on the calendar next year, but they have been given an endurance race in 2025. They're going to have their own 500 kilometre race there, um, most likely in place of Sandown. So that's a a little win for those guys. So, I mean, they're off to New Zealand and we still at least have the key things um, on the calendar with Gold Coast and Bathurst and, and so on. But yeah, I just thought um, Candice, we'd be starting to get a a, a bit more um, zing in the in the calendar once what, again. Why though, yeah. Rusty? Why is it truncated? What's why? I, I just I think it's it's just a reflection of the sport wanting to be um, careful as it as it grows again here at the moment. Right. So um, you know, do so do finances. What you do. Well, I just think just do what you do, do it well, and don't don't overstep uh, the mark. Yeah, sure, I'm not sure. I'm happy with that answer. Anyway, I'm I'm That's thrilled with him. I'm, I'm quite happy with it, Rusty. Um, what about the what about you know Bono's bro love for Dan Ricardo? Where did that come from? Bro love, bromance is what you mean. This Whatever. is crazy. I've been playing at that sphere, as you know, in Las Vegas, and everything kind of starts to wind down in Vegas this coming week because the F1 race is on there um, in about seven days' time. It's going to be huge. We should be broadcasting from there, but that's another story. Um, so in wrapping up a concert the other night, he drew attention for the, the audience about the fact that F1 was going to be in town and he, in you know, introducing the band as they often do, made parallels with some of the band members with you know, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and so on. And the, and the band likened Bono to Daniel Ricciardo as the lead singer. So that, wow. I think that sort of underscores yeah. the, uh, the rock star status that our Aussie has. Well, there you go. And by the way, you can't have love without romance. Ask anyone. Yeah, but I wouldn't Google bro love. Or do if you're so inclined, but definitely not at work. Uh, it's all thanks to Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. What? Uh, what's He's wrong? He's showing your age, Richard. Yeah, it is bro love. Yeah. That'll do me. Just fall on your sword on that one. We'll catch you next week, Rusty. Bro love. See you, gang. See you, man. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> if it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. This might be good for uh, Madge Maguire as he starts his reign as origin captain for the Blues. Uh, coach. Uh, what did I say? Captain. captain. Well, he can play if he wants. Captain coach. Captain coach. Why not? Go a full Wally Lewis at the Seagulls in the early 90s. What a reference. Uh, the Blues have a big advantage well. in next year's State of Origin series. Uh, game two locked in for the MCG. They've got a dominant record over the Maroons there. Uh, Queensland last one in 1995. All right. I don't That's like right. it. What, do you, what don't you like about it? I don't like a rectangle game being played on an oval. Absolutely fair. Fair comment that. That's probably why it's only been yeah. played there five times since 1995. Yeah. Eh? I, I've, I've actually been to a state of origin game in Victoria. You are at times a long way from the pitch mm. and probably better off. I shouldn't say this, what you get on TV. Yeah, but, but you it's are. all about the money, isn't it? It is. It yeah, is. I don't. What, the first state of origin game is so important. You know, I don't know that it should be played. Elsewhere, but 
Anyway. Well, it's game two. Just me. Yeah. It's game oh, two. Game yeah, two. Yeah, I so, thought you said game one. Yeah, there you Sorry. go. No, that's all right. Oh, well, I called him the captain. Of <laughs> we need to get our stuff together. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jennings, what about this? The Roosters are set to offer 35-year-old Michael Jennings a train and trial contract for 2024 after his three-year doping ban is up. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't seem like even a for depth, thing to do. Even for depth, I don't understand that. I don't get it either. Mm. No, 35. It's not really something over. that the Roosters would do or has done before. So I don't quite, I can't quite get my head around it mm. as to what he would bring to that team. No, no one does. Okay. Moving can't on. Work that. Uh, tip yeah. of the cap to Meg Lanning, Aussie women's oh, uh, cricket yeah. captain. Meg Lanning announced her immediate retirement from international team duties after a decorated 241 game career. What about this? 13 years, seven World Cup victories. Ah, oh, no, yeah. she's phenomenal. She Great also player. won the Ashes three times. She just was a phenomenal leader, inspired, and still continues to inspire so many young girls and boys to pick up a cricket bat. I mean, she's just an amazing ambassador for the game. And, and she could still be playing, but she mm. just said, I just felt that I wasn't there 100% like I had yeah. been before and that's time and to leave. she was very emotional um, with her announcement. As she would be. Yeah. And she'll be sorely lost. Mm. She's, yeah, she's an incredible, credible person and player. A sadder story for Steve Corica. After 19 years with Sydney FC, he's been axed as the club's head coach after the team's worst ever start to a season, which I'm, is... I'm blaming Richard for this. Me too. What did I do? You asked him about his undies, his lucky undies. No, I week. asked him about that. Oh, you should, yeah, sorry. Okay. You were mocking okay, me. Okay, well then it's your fault. It is my fault. I should right. have said that. Remember, mm. I said, yeah, a lot of sports people have lucky undies. And you, you went, oh. Well, you're always them. talking I about. I you often. <laughs> well, you're always talking about people's undies. You are. So actually, I just assumed it was you. Very really? disconcerting. But it's come from you, Brenda. <laughs> that is. You're confusing that with. You're conflating it with when he asked Angus Glover from uh, <laughs> the Sydney right. Kings about his undies. Who he confirmed went, that he did. Well, I know, but you went on a real. You were really um, obsessed. Why didn't with you undies? ask Crash about his undies? That's, that's, that's not a mental picture anyone should have. Craddock's <laughs> <laughs> undies. He joined us a bit earlier. Um, Sorry, Crash. Former Wellington Phoenix boss, uh, Ufuk Talay, has been named as Corica's replacement. He did some great things over at um, Wellington um, for many years, so he'll be a great replacement. Okay. Well, sorry for, for Steve, because he's been a stalwart of that club. And yeah. He's just been a, you know iconic. I hope they Is send him off with Is it a little bit too dignity. early in the season to do this? Are Not they... really. I think the drums has, have, okay. had been beating for him for a little bit from yeah. the... Usually it's a hangover from the the season before. They say, oh, we'll give him one more. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of what happens. Well, they demand excellence too because, what, three losses to start the season? That's never happened before since 2005. So, I mean, mm, it's incredible. Yep, something had to give. Mm. And unfortunately, with Steve Corica. Well, there's only two types of coach. You know that. What's that? You know the old saying. No, No, never heard of it. Those who have been sacked and those who are going to be. Yes, absolutely fair. Pause for laughs. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. You ever meet people? Yes. And the, and the first thing they launch into uh, when you're talking to them, even if you don't want to, is how they're somehow related to some famous person of the past. Like they're a member of some exclusive club. No, nah, never. You know, oh, I've had it all the time. And, and the questions they ask, like in Sydney, you're, you're just waiting for the Sydney question, mm. which is, where do you live? Because that's how they find out how much money you've got. Right. right? And that's what they want to find out. D- and in Melbourne, they ask you, 
What school did you go to? And that sort of lets them figure out what oh, little power. They do that in Brisbane in. too. Yeah. It's all about the high school. It, it, it's, Even it's when you're sick. in your forties, and yeah. they're like, "What high school did you go to?" It's, it's like, sickening matter. and it's boring. You know, yeah. someone says, "Oh yeah, I, I'm related to uh, Churchill." I go, oh, "I don't care." Oh, like celebrity-wise, yeah. you know, I was briefly related to Michael Bevan. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, right? I don't care who you're related to. Oh, yeah, Why you're... would anyone care who anyone else is related to? You know, I'm I'm sure a couple of listeners will be like, "Oh, how did that happen?" But you know now what? they'll never know because you don't give a Rats. I, I agree with you. If someone told me they were related to Winston Churchill, I wouldn't give it That's rats. No. I would. No. Very I much And no so. one ever says, I'm related to Adolf Hitler. No one says that. No. Right? And probably rightly so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one's proud of that. No, no, no. That's just boring. Imagine People though. have got a thousand ways to bore you. Like, you know, if you say, oh, I'm in the racing game. You know, they ask you what you do. Oh, I'm horse racing. And they go, oh, yeah. My great uncle, right? And I'm thinking, Really? There's thousands and thousands of people in the horse business, and there has been for decades, generations. I tell right? you, I, I want to hear it. I would be impressed if someone said, "You know what? Back in the day, I'm related to Willy Wonka." Then my no. ears would well, pick yeah. up. Exactly. Then I'd be interested. If someone said to me, "I'm related to a zebra," yeah, that would interest That's me. That's quite <laughs> right? incredible. Yes. That for you would, to be functioning the way you are as a human, that to would, be half horse? Correct. That would pique my interest. That's that. amazing. So can, if you're going to say something, say you're related to a chicken or something. Can I just ask very quickly who the person was that pissed you off, who they were related to? Just who they were related to. Someone said they were related to um, a, 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 an Indian prime minister. I can't even remember which Modi. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, before that. That is boring. I'll Indira that. Gandhi, I think. Okay. Right. And I said, really? Oh, that's nice. You know, and just sort of uh, yeah. There's nowhere to go. Off. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. Shuffled off. You know what? That's fair. Absolutely fair. Yep. That's uh, fair. It's fair. It's not a bad one. It's a bad one, but it's fair. <laughs> At least come up with something good. If you're going to say you're related to someone, just make it interesting. Just make it interesting. Okay. Not not Ronald nothing. McDonald yeah. or something. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Are you related to him? Incredible if you're related to Willy yes. Wonka too, because they're all fictional. Just <laughs> no. say yes. Yes, I am. That's, That's at Legends on Sydney's I'm Triple interested. Legend. We'll catch you next week.